Welcome to Tech on Reg, the podcast that explores all things at the intersection of law, technology, and high-regulated industry. We're talking fintech, regtech, sextech, and more with thought leaders and entrepreneurs from around the world to share insights, trade viewpoints, and get us all thinking about responsible innovation. And here is your host, Dara Tukowski. Hey everyone, before we get into the subject matter of today's episode, a quick word from our sponsor, InvestNet Yodley. Are you curious how the COVID-19 pandemic has affected the financial security of many Americans? InvestNet Yodley has unveiled the COVID-19 income and spending trends for American households during this unprecedented crisis. For more information and to learn more about what InvestNet Yodley has put together, visit yodley.com slash data-analytics slash COVID-19 trends. Thanks again for all of your support, InvestNet. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Tech on Reg. As everyone knows, there has been an abundance of chatter lately about digitization. As the world settles into the new normal for at least the foreseeable future, every organization is forced to look inward. How are we interacting with our customers? Were we meeting their needs? Are we still? How fast can we adapt? Some companies can handle it themselves, but many find themselves turning to experts to help them take manual processes and automate them with the hopes of achieving better and more efficient customer engagement, conversion, and servicing. It's an area close to my heart, and as an attorney who is very determined to disrupt traditional legal service delivery models by automating legal and compliance advice through my reg tech company, Cointech, and it's also why I'm pretty excited to speak with today's guest, Roger Manu, principal in Sydney, Australia-based Cloud Case Software Solutions. Welcome to the show, Roger. Hey, thank you, Dara. Good to speak to you. Good to speak to you as well. Before we sort of get into uh, the digitization and automation uh, aspects of today's episode, I would love for you to take a moment to tell our listeners a little bit about Cloud Case. Yeah, so Cloud Case is a fintech company that was set up about five years ago in a fintech hub in Australia called Stone and Chalk. And Cloudcase is fundamentally a software platform, a high productivity, low code software platform, which was designed to automate highly complex business processes. The directors of Cloudcase have a core skill set in the banking and finance marketplace. And we decided upon analysis of the banking and finance marketplaces, there was an opportunity to configure the platform to meet the requirements for onboarding and originations. The way that Cloudcase is designed, uh, it is designed to automate the most complex of business processes. And we saw that in the retail banking marketplace in particular, there were siloed business units across onboarding, credit card origination, transaction account origination, uh, mortgage origination, and in fact, all of the the retail banking products. And, And considering Cloudcase is a fundamentally one very, very comprehensive and sophisticated rules engine, Uh, we saw that the opportunity was really to configure it to handle that that end-to-end process. So to date... So when you talk about sort of complex business processes, is there a specific use case you have that you think would really sort of showcase the power uh, of what what you're talking about? Because it sounds like, I mean, banks, for example, are just, you know, they're just chocked full, head to toe, backwards, forwards of complex business processes. But... Do you have an example of sort of where Cloudcase really shines? 
Yeah, look, absolutely. So we've got quite a few. I'll, I'll talk to one in particular, which is with one of our customers called Regional Australia Bank. And Regional Australia Bank fundamentally use Cloudcase for everything from uh, the onboarding of customers through to the origination of uh, student loans, which have been white-labelled through a, a university, as well as the, onboard, uh, the origination of personal loans, credit card, transaction accounts, term deposits and mortgages, all through the one platform. And they do that through every channel that they currently offer to the marketplace. They do that via mobile platform. They do it, whether it be mobile banker or a mobile phone. They do it online, of course, through the branch, operators and, and white-labelled. Now, the customer experience is a result of having one platform, one version of software that is handling multiple products. The whole onboarding process, the whole origination process across all of the products is extraordinarily powerful. They have a fantastic... You mean all the banks aren't doing that? They're not doing it yet, Dara. You why, know. why not? Why not? Well, slow uptake. You know, they, 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 unfortunately, they just they've got existing investments and existing technologies. Getting them to move to a contemporary platform, unfortunately, it's a bit like trying to remove a rusted-on bolt. Unfortunately. That sounds unpleasant for moving around. Well, and, and, but, it, but it's consistent around the world. Banks are conservative and, and they move slowly. What we are doing with Cloudcase is material to an institution. So once we implement the platform, we have got a 100% track record and success rate of implementing. Uh, and what that means is you can be certain that when we have said to a customer that we're going to deploy our platform to meet these requirements, we will meet those requirements. You make the observation that banks move slowly. I think many listeners would share that observation with you. And I was recently reading a piece that uh, Jim Maru, co-publisher of The Financial Brand, uh, he recently published a piece called What Banking Will Look Like After the Pandemic. And at least as it pertains to sort of digital transformation, Jim observes that pre-pandemic, most industry leaders knew sort of what needed to be done and how to proceed from a digitization and automation standpoint, but there was just no sense of urgency because why change what you're doing during prosperous times? Now, on the other hand, Jim observes financial institutions and in my view, most companies, quite honestly, seem to have no choice as organizations were sort of forced into this sort of new normal and everything was disrupted very, very quickly. So now an industry that likes to take its time and move slowly by forces outside of their control are seem to be forced to move much faster, at least when it comes to what they're going to be able to offer their customers digitally. And I'm sort of curious to know whether or not, you know, that sentiment is consistent with what you're seeing right now from your customers. Yeah, really interesting observation, Dara. And uh, I'd, I'd agree with a lot of what is said. What we're seeing out here at the moment is, particularly in the uh, the Australian and the regional marketplace here, is that with the stimulus that has been provided by the governments, is that financial institutions have, have got the capacity to service their customers differently. And an example of that is customers can actually defer repayments on loans uh, where they're in a hardship or a stressed position. So I'll come back to the whole digitisation issue in just a second. But in relation to this the ability to manage hardship-based cases, it's very difficult for financial institutions to deal with that, particularly when it's happening en masse. 
Now, Cloudcase have actually got a deployment which we're rolling out in Australia and this part of the world, and we would be looking to do this internationally, which we fundamentally called Hardship in a Box. We're doing it with one of our partners uh, called Verifier. Fundamentally, Hardship in a Box uh, allows for hardship-based customers to apply for a deferral of a loan and have it rapidly assessed through an income and expense verification process to ensure that they comply with the government regulations and the bank's regulations in relation to the hardship offset allowances. So relating that back to your point around digitisation, what we're seeing is that financial institutions do need to move very, very rapidly in order to automate processes to get online because individuals are no longer going to branch or not as frequently and they can't because of the restrictions. The new norm is starting to happen. People are starting to become accustomed to actually using technology. They're being forced to use it, whereas in the past, there may have been some reluctance to do it. So because of that, banks necessarily need to have the capacity to offer that. Where we differ as an organisation, Cloudcase has got the capacity. We've not failed in implementation. We deliver faster than any other technology in the marketplace. And whilst this might sound like a sales pitch, um, <laughs> I was about, I was just about to call you out on that, Roger, but it's okay. I'll let you finish. Whilst this might sound like a sales pitch, you know, what, what I found, find on a regular basis is other technologies are not contemporary. Cloudcache is a contemporary piece of technology that was designed to be configured and deployed very, very rapidly. You know, we digitize, automate, and optimize business processes, and we do it very rapidly, and we've got a great track record for that. So for a business that sort of, okay, they've, they, they used to do things one way, they're being forced to now alter the way their business processes are working, and maybe it was part of their long-term three, five, ten-year plan uh, you know, to, to move in that direction anyway, but now instead of being given the choice to do it, the world around them is mandating that they do it. So you know, change or, or change or you won't survive. Once they do that, like let's, let's suspend reality for a minute and pretend that every financial institution who needs to digitize their processes goes ahead and does it and customers are happy. Why in the world would a bank or any other business for that matter, frankly, when the world sort of does reopen up and get back to normal, like there's no incentive, right, for anyone to move backwards once that potential for digital transformation has been realized, right? Yeah, I, I don't necessarily agree with that. And the reason I don't is, is there is nothing like the organic moment. I call it the organic moment when an individual is actually looking another individual in the eye uh, rather than virtually and shaking the hand to get a deal done. And now maybe I'm old school, but personally... No, I it's believe- okay. I was going to say that sentiment is very sweet. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, personally, I think that when I've got my, as a, as a borrower, lender, investor of uh, my money, I want to look the person that is going to be representing me in the eye and, and have that feeling of, of rapport and trust. Now, whilst a lot of that can actually be done electronically, I firmly believe that the era of branch-based banking is a long way from being um, decimated. That being said, there is absolutely a huge need for digitisation, particularly in the American marketplace. We've got the technology that can do it. You beat me to it. 
We've got the tech that can do it. We've got the tech that can do it rapidly. We've got a form of representation over there already. So we're working with the United Nations with uh, the implementation of a platform in the Pacific region, but our agreement is with the UN CDF and based out of New York. And we also uh, will shortly be announcing that we'll have a presence in San Francisco. So I, I hope to oh, have... Oh, congratulations. Thank you. I hope to be able to announce that within the next few weeks. As that's the case, it, it just shows our commitment to the, uh, the US marketplace. We're keen to well, we, we, we certainly need the, the assistance, as you, as you observed. We've got some really, you know, we've got really great technologists and service providers here, but it sounds like what you've got with Cloudcase is definitely different and special. One question I had is, and I feel compelled to ask this because of my, my lawyerly degree, and a lot of the processes you were talking about are very, uh, they're, they're business processes. Does Cloudcase, do you sort of have solutions for, I guess, more compliance functions, regulatory functions? Do you got, what do you guys do uh, in terms of, you know, risk management? Is your platform sort of flexible enough to deal with the regulators the, and the regulatory structure on, on, on the compliance side? You bet. You bet. In fact, we have a number of implementations at the moment. So uh, one of our customers, a large financial institution, international banking institution based in Australia, have worked with us to deploy what is fundamentally a disputes and chargebacks process. And this is quite interesting because it relates to the the regulatory requirements that the government has imposed on them to ensure that they follow a a highly audited process around managing any disputes that come in for queries on uh, credit card uh, charges and fees. We manage that process on behalf of them or we help them to manage it with Cloudcase, have automated that for them. But in addition to that, we're also in the process of launching a complaints management platform. And the complaints management platform is basically handling all forms of complaints in alignment with what the regulators have defined as a business process that needs to take place in terms of the capture of the data, the recording and maintenance and support of that data so that it can be fully ordered and made sure that a complaint is handled within the the realms of what the regulators uh, deem to be appropriate. The reality is that Cloudcase, again, because it is a, a really powerful rules engine, we can configure it rapidly to handle all forms of complex cases and, and what the regulators uh, define as being required. Have you ever had the opportunity to sort of just sit with a client and you know brainstorm where sort of your technology would be most valuable within the organization? Or is it more often them sort of coming to you and saying, we have this specific problem, we need a solution to solve for A? Or do you maybe have some sort of flexibility and creativity? there. Absolutely. Great question. And this is one of the key differentiators of Cloudcase because with Cloudcase, we actually, we can, our customers can invent and we can design whilst they're inventing. We, uh, we were uh, recently contracted with a customer, Australian Stock Exchange listed customers, they're reasonably large, who uh, contracted for an onboarding and originations process for personal loans. They decided about a month or two into the, into the project that they were going to change direction and wanted to configure a completely different product and process. Now, that product and process was a competitive product and process to what was, had recently been launched by one of their competitors. They had no idea of how it was going to transpire. They had no idea of the rules, but they knew what the end state was. They knew what they wanted at the end state. So for a period of seven months, 
We worked with them whilst they were inventing. We configured, they reinvented, we reconfigured. We went through this process for seven months and deployed a really powerful app-based onboarding and origination solution for a, a, a personal loan, which is highly competitive in the marketplace. So we integrated into 25 microservices to create this really, really slick onboarding and origination process. And the customer was absolutely delighted. So this concept, this concept of being able to invent and deploy simultaneously, it can't be done with dated technology because you have to define and code. And then if there are any changes, you've got to redefine and then recode all the work. With Cloudcase, it's just a shift in the configuration process. Because it is contemporary, we can do it very, very quickly. So to be able to deploy something like that in seven months is, is quite unique. Well, so once you build all of the things that you've like ideated, invented, and then, you know, launched and deployed, do your customers sort of have you sort of maintain those systems? Are you operating them for them? Or are there situations where you can then sort of turn over the keys and say, you know, congratulations, here's your shiny new car? Yeah, both. So uh, the way that Cloudcase is designed, you've got the core executable. The core executable has a rules engine. So we support and maintain the core executable on a constant basis and we're continually rolling out new capability and functionality. The rules engine is what is configured to meet the customer's requirements. Because the rules engine is 100% configurable, we can continue to support and maintain that on behalf of the customer. We can have a third party do it or the customer can do it. So what can happen, particularly for institutions that have got IT teams that want to invent and do things themselves, we train them up and they can actually configure, launch and maintain capability themselves. We continue to support the core executable and we just uh, make sure that they get additional functionality and support of the, uh, the platform going forward. So it's really up to the customer. Very cool. In the past, I'd say, you know, oh my gosh, we're sitting here recording towards the end of April in 2020. I think when I was in at a conference in Berlin uh, in the middle of February, which was right about the time, you know, everyone in Europe started getting very concerned about, about the situation with COVID-19 and slowly but surely different parts of the world were starting to sort of shut down. I guess in the past, you know, I guess we're looking at eight weeks now. Have you gotten any sort of interesting pandemic-related requests from your customers regarding like changes that needed to be made really rapidly in response to sort of our changing world environment? Yeah, yeah. Fundamentally, this hardship in a box requirement because customers are looking for that there are literally thousands, if not millions of people losing their jobs uh, domestically and internationally. And as a result of that, they all have some form of liability, not all of them, but a lot of them have liabilities to financial institutions, whether it be a personal loan, an auto loan, a, a housing loan, that needs to be deferred. The payments need to be deferred in order to prevent the, these people losing everything they have. So the financial institutions are, are in Australia in particular are looking for a way to defer payments. Right. And and, and ensure that there is a way that they can help these people out. So, yeah, that's, so that's one interesting one. Yeah, so, you know, every every country, every sort of governing body sort of has their own new set of rules as to what they're requiring, uh, you know, from financial institutions with regards to consumers that have been affected by COVID-19. You've got legislation that's been passed in Australia. The CARES Act has been passed here in the U.S., 
every single state sort of has different regulatory guidance about what financial institutions should or shouldn't be saying to consumers, whether they should or shouldn't be credit reporting, how they should be interacting with consumers vis-a-vis their debts. So this hardship in a box product that you have, I'm sure is configurable to all of sort of those regulatory rules, but is it flexible enough to also, you know, incorporate a business's own sort of internal policies, procedures when it comes to that? Because I could see that being incredibly useful, especially here in the U.S. where, frankly, state by state's got conflicting guidance on what banks can and can't say (laughs) to their customers right now about their debt. Yeah, yeah, look, absolutely. And and as part of uh, a Royal Commission, which took place late last year in Australia, the regulators applied a responsible lending code of conduct and set of guidelines. And the responsible lending guidelines enforced a set of rules and regulations on the financial institutions in addition to those that the banks implemented themselves. So as a result of that, um, we actually implemented, in effect, a responsible lending uh, in a box platform, but then COVID kind of hit. So that being said, they are inextricably linked under the circumstances. Yeah, of course. Whilst there may not be people necessarily actively borrowing money to buy houses, they may be looking to restructure their finances and restructure their loans based on based on the, uh, the situation they're in right now. And, and as a result of that, uh, financial institutions necessarily will need to review their, their risk appetite and, and uh, what the regulators are telling them they need to apply as well. Cloudcase is designed such that each customer can implement their own set of rules and regulations, credit policies, any form of risk-based pricing and the risk models can be implemented within the platform or we can integrate into third-party credit engines as well as third-party risk engines. So we do all of the above right at the moment. We have uh, one of our customers, for example, has implemented their entire scorecard and credit policies within the platform, which makes it very, very seamless. We have another customer that has their own scorecards and and, uh, risk-based pricing uh, built within the platform, but they also integrate into some of the largest credit scoring bureaus around the world to, to supplement their decisioning process. So Cloudcase as a, as a rules engine is a very powerful decision, decisioning engine as well. Well, I, I, I think it's clear that, you know, sort of the entire financial services industry is going to really sort of fundamentally change uh, in terms of the way they're delivering products and services to their customers. And I think it's great to know that there are that there are solutions out there that can help make that transition less painless particularly as you know organizations are dealing with remote workforces and not being able to sort of align internally the way we're all used to aligning internally so thank you so much for you know spending a little bit of time with me this evening here in uh, Chicago what time is it over over uh, in Australia right now it's just coming up to 10 o'clock in the morning and I've got my I've got my um, tropical shorts on whilst I've got my business shirt on so it's uh, it's great to be here thank you yes well it was snowing here in Chicago just two days wow. ago snowing in April uh, gotta love the Midwest I'm very jealous of your tropical shirt. I can't wait till it warms up here and I can wear mine. So, you know, thank you so much for for joining me today, Roger. It sounds like, uh, congratulations. It sounds like Cloudcase is doing really amazing things. Thank you so much, Dara. All right, until next time, everyone. Stay safe, keep washing your hands.